Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The bats. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Night Shift Podcast for everyone clocking those late night DFS hours. We're going to break down the Saturday night and Sunday night football DFS slates. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And just a bookkeeping note, we'll have a bonus Christmas episode where we break down all three of the Monday night, or Monday, I should say, football games, including the Monday night uh, so stay tuned for that. So this one will be the Saturday slate and then Sunday night football, uh, here to break it down with me. One of the top rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner, Sean, what's going on? What's up? I'm doing good. Busy time though. Love, love all these like side slates. Uh, only two more weeks of the fancy regular season. So, uh, love it. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, uh, yeah. How did you, uh, I know you just had some lunch. What did you have? Uh, just some like, uh, salad wraps and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Nothing crazy, just something. <laughs> just something. It. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot going on here. We're like in the middle of like a four <laughs> four podcast uh, marathon for the listeners uh, wondering. I got like a DoorDash order coming that I'm going to have to stop down for in a second. Like all types of things are going. I heard your dog's going crazy out there. Dogs <laughs> are going nuts. Yeah, dogs are going nuts. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's so going nuts over here. A lot going on. Um, yeah, so for everyone that doesn't know, Saturday, we're going to have two games, uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, and then Buffalo at the Chargers, and then uh, there'll be the Sunday night game as normal, that's Patriots-Broncos, and then there'll be three Monday games that, that again, we'll do on a special uh, Christmas episode of the Fantasy Flex, a bonus episode, and that will be uh, Monday, it'll be Vegas uh, at the Chiefs, mm. the Giants at the Eagles, and uh, the Monday night game will be Baltimore at San Francisco. So again, that would be that will be on a special uh, bonus episode uh, that will be out uh, should should drop shortly after this one. Uh, if you're listening to this one, uh, but uh, let's get right into it. Uh, oh, one more thing! Don't forget 
Action Network Discord server. If you're interested, be sure to check the link in the episode description. I know Kerner has been uh, very active in there, uh, sweating bets and, and giving him fantasy advice and all that good stuff. So check that out. But let's jump right into the Saturday slate. So we'll discuss this one as a the two-game slate since that looks like what's going to be featured on DraftKings as of now. We see pricing for the two-game slate. So we'll go. We'll talk about it as a two-game slate. Again, uh, Bengals at the Steelers in what's projected to be a low-scoring game. The Bengals are favored by two on the road. The total is down to 37 in that one. And then we have the Bills at the Chargers. Bills favored by 10.5 on the road with a total of 44 in that one. Luck rankings-wise, Steelers and and Bengals, I noticed, are the two luckiest teams uh, in the NFL now. Any thoughts on, on that? Yeah, so that's it, it's kind of a wash, right? I mean, the Steelers were the luckiest team for, seems like the entire season, but the Bengals somehow have passed them up. That one, though, is definitely a luck total over, though. It's uh, plus five, yeah. Uh, yeah. which you wouldn't, that, that's not a situation you typically want to be taking it over, but I don't know. And, you know, Jamar Chase might be out but maybe maybe the total drops a bit too low any thoughts on that yeah I mean we're at this point this especially late in the year where we've seen just so many low total games and it's tough you know some of them you get lucky like I think I had the under in uh, Carolina and Atlanta that you know didn't even come close (laughs) even it was like a 33 or something like that but you know we have seen some of these low total games go over as well uh the Steeler Patriot game a couple weeks ago come comes to mind so I do think there is, you know, there's always an avenue um, for for points, especially when you're talking about two quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph, Jake Browning, you know, inexperienced, can turn the ball over. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about inexperienced quarterbacks. How about uh, Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick combining for 84 <laughs> points when the total was like yeah. 31 or whatever. So with yeah, no exactly. Keenan Allen, it's the NFL, exactly. so any, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Because those, <laughs> those totals are just those are just median projections, right? And so you still have the same kind of ceiling and, and floor. But yeah, um, yeah, we are probably what what the what the luck totals are saying is that these teams have kind of gotten lucky to score as low as they have. So you might mm-hmm. you might see some more scoring in this one. And then uh, in the Bills Chargers game, Bills have actually been one of the unluckier teams. They're bottom four, uh, so they're twenty ninth in luck, which means you know one fourth fourth unluckiest and the chargers are 11th so kind of on opposite ends uh of the spectrum there uh but the bills already favored by 10 and a half on the road so i mean could see i guess another run heavy game uh from oh, them yeah. uh but we'll get to that uh let's uh let's go position by position here since we're talking the two game slate uh who sticks out for you at qb well uh this is a pretty rough quarterback slate i mean the top two options are clearly josh allen and jake browning but you already alluded to it. You know, the Bills were run heavy last week. They beat the Cowboys with only set, you know, Josh Allen completing seven passes. Now they're facing arguably the worst team in the league in the Chargers. So hard to spend up on Josh Allen. Jake Browning might be without Jamar Chase. I'm going to say Mason Rudolph here because whatever his roster ship will be here, it might be too low. Um, granted, he is not a good quarterback, but he does have talented pass catchers. I mean, he has Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Firemuth, um, and he's dirt cheap, so you can spend up at every other position uh, if you go that route. Um, so I think a Rudolph stack with some of those pass catchers makes sense on a two-game slate, and uh, it would be nice leverage against you know Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, who will probably be popular, at least Jalen Warren. So 
if Rudolph throws for a couple touchdowns here, those guys, and you stack them, you're going to have a huge edge over the rest of the field. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about it last week with Nick Mullins. It was just like, mm-hmm. just look at the cheapest quarterback, and as long as there's some type of avenue to where they yeah. can put up points, it's going to be valuable on a slate like this. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like Rudolph. I think he'll be the lowest-owned quarterback for sure. Uh, second pro- lowest will probably be Easton Stick, uh, you know, against Buffalo. But we've kind of – all we need is is fantasy points. It doesn't matter how they come about. Uh, and we have seen Stick in a trailing game script, which, you know, double-digit underdogs could happen again here. Um, you know, 23-32 for 257 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, uh, and 11 yards on the ground in that game against Vegas. Now, uh, Buffalo might not give him that many opportunities because – if Buffalo goes run heavy, that will bleed the clock. But, you know, the opportunity, you know, to be thrown to, you know, maybe we'll get Keenan Allen back here, but he still got uh, some decent uh, weapons for stick. He got a little bit of rushing ability. So just another one of these backup quarterbacks that has an avenue to points. And this is the higher total of the two games. It's not a division game. So, you know, if there's one game that, you know, we talked about Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh, since he could go, you know, over, that's what we're kind of looking at with the luck rankings. But mm-hmm. Um, this is still the higher total game on, you know, so more often than not, we're expecting this Bills game to be uh, higher scoring. So uh, going with Easton Stick here, it's pretty ugly, but uh, second cheapest and probably yeah. second lowest owned as well. Yeah, I mean, he has way more rushing upside than we've seen so far. No rushes in week 14 when he took over. Only two times for 11 yards last time. I mean, he has over 30 yards type of upside in him. Um, yeah. So I do like that call. I think there is a path for him to hit here. Uh, what about running back? Uh, running back, uh, like I said, Jalen Warren probably sticks out as the clear top option. Going to be highly owned, I would imagine. Um, so I think some of the cheaper options are the two backup running backs in the same game. So Ty Johnson at 4,300 and Isaiah Spiller at 4,400. I mean, Ty Johnson has been mixing in quite a bit lately. Uh, so if it's going to be another run-heavy game uh, where they blow them out, you know, he could see – Handful of touches here, maybe a cheap touchdown, who knows. But Isaiah Spiller specifically makes a ton of sense because they've been just really easing off Austin Eckler. I mean, they they were alluding to that even before Justin Herbert's injury. So after that, after the, you know, Brand Staley getting fired, we could see some mix up here. So they're probably looking for next season beyond. So we could see Spiller continue to get more work, especially in a blowout. So I think both these guys are cheap options that might be overlooked here. I don't know. And then allow allows you to spend up uh, elsewhere. Yeah. And even though Staley's gone, it's not like Kevin Moore still there. So the offense, you don't expect everything to kind of change offensively um, because, you know, Staley was more of a, a defensive guy. Uh, yeah. I like Chase Brown here as well. Another cheap, cheap option. Mm-hmm. And people might look at his box score and kind of think, you know, still kind of being that uh, change of pace to Joe Mixon. But through the first three quarters of the game last Saturday, Brown had six carries, three targets, Mixon only four carries and one target. So nine to five edge and opportunities for Brown. But he did uh, leave the game for an injury. And uh, I think that's what kind of allowed Mixon to really uh, get his volume up as that game went down the stretch. So you could see a changing of the guard in this spot with Chase Brown uh, leading the backfield, kind of similar to the way, you know, we've been expecting from Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Uh, there's going to be a game, I think, where Brown gets like the clear edge in in touches, and that, that could be this game. So uh, looking for Chase Brown, who's still under 5K on 
on DraftKings. I think he's a nice value with some upside. 6.6 yards per touch for Brown, 4.5 for Mixon this year. And Brown has seen a target or a carry on 70% of his snaps Mm. played this year. So it's clear that they want to get him the ball when he's in there. Don't expect him to do much pass blocking or anything like that. So uh, great, great, uh, great DFS option. Wide receiver. Uh, So, I mean, I'm looking to attack this Bengals wide receiver room with Jamar Chase potentially out. Uh, So I'm going with Andre Yosevash at 3K. Uh, and it's it's unclear how, you know, they're going to handle Chase potentially missing this week. You know, Trent Irwin replaced T. Higgins when he was out uh, a few games. Uh, and then he did a, initially fill in for Chase when he left the game. But it was Yosevash who ended up seeing the most playing time at the end of the game, uh, 24% routes run rate. Um, so there's a decent chance, you know, he ends up getting first crack here. And I think he's talented enough uh, to to give, you know, Browning a solid option here. I mean, he looked really, really good in preseason. It was kind of like Isaiah Likely last year, where it was getting to a point where it's like, okay, shut this guy down. He he could be like a very valuable depth piece, even as a rookie, in case one of, you know, the top three receivers go down. So I was really impressed with his preseason, you know, film and everything. He hasn't really done much, but this could be his chance to shine. So a slate like this, where he's 3K, this is the perfect time to invest in him. You know, as well as Browning's been playing, like, uh, I, you know, it's another good reason why we want to invest in the Bengals offense, even though Jamar Chase might be out. So I think Yosevash might step up here. He's a big bodied receiver, so he could be a good red zone target, you know, across from T Higgins. So I, I like him as a flyer here. Yeah. And he played more snaps when uh, Chase went down than, uh, you know, Charlie Jones or uh, yeah. Trent Irwin. So, and, uh, and Boyd is playing less snaps too. So I guess he'll, mm. he'll probably bump back up a little bit. He's been, you know, with all the tight ends being used, Boyd is, all, you know, they haven't used as much one, uh, one personnel. So Yosevash is more of an outside receiver. So he would be kind of the, the backup for, for chase if he was able to continue leading them in snaps. So yeah, yeah he, I like him as well. Uh, in terms of the best dollar for dollar value, I think it's Deontay Johnson. He's just 5,100. On DraftKings, he uh, leads the Steelers with eight red zone targets. So he's starting to score touchdowns after they were just not a part of his game <laughs> for the entirety of uh, last season. But eight red zone targets leads the team despite missing four and a half games. And uh, he has 79 plus yards and or a touchdown in six of nine games since returning from injury. That Cincinnati Bengals D is 20th in uh, DVOA against the pass. So, uh, you know, George Pickens, I'm waiting for him to kind of have a breakout as well but uh, i think you know johnson at this price uh is too good to pass up good good cash game play but uh might be necessary for tournaments as well depending on if he can score again yep and he has the best chemistry with mason rudolph they've been playing together you know for years now yep uh that's a good point uh tight end who you got gerald everett at 3500 he's he's actually been on a mini tear uh, i i got torched the beginning of that when i had the under on his receiving yards i, I backed off that uh, but it's been four straight games now, four more receptions. Uh, he's also been Easton's six top target with 12 targets on Sticks' 56 pass attempts this year. Granted, a lot of those were last week without Keenan Allen. So if Keenan Allen's playing, he's going to be the top target. But Everett might be the number two option here. Um, so it, it's been a minimal drop-off going from Justin Herbert to Easton Stick, at least for Gerald Everett. Uh, he's He also benefited from Donald Parham being out last week. Not sure what the hell's up with Parham, if he's going to suit up this week. But if he's out again, you know, that's just going to make Everett a better play. But I think he's one of the guys that, you know, with stick under center, 
we haven't seen much of a drop off. So I like going with him here. Yeah, and the Chargers, remember, they used to use like this three or four way committee. They used to mix in uh, Trey McKitty when they had him and then Stone Smart. But it seems like they've really kind of soured on all these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, they were calling up Steven Anderson just to take some snaps and block. <laughs> and, you know, Smart snaps have been pretty reduced. And I mean, after that gaff last week, wouldn't be surprised if he's a scratch. So, um, yeah, every one way or another, he's kind of been the, the guy. He's, his route participation is kind of going back into that normal. Yep. Tight end range, 60 70%, whereas most of his tenure with the Chargers, it was in the 50s and 40s. So, uh, yeah, I like Everett as well. Uh, I'll go with Tanner Hudson. I know you like him. Uh, you're right. high on him as well this week. Uh, Four-plus catches and or a touchdown in seven straight games since being signed to the Bengals' active roster. And Pittsburgh has been good against tight ends, for what it's worth. They are second in DVOA, but they're missing uh, safeties, Demonte KZ the suspension and then Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't look like he's going this week either uh got injured a few plays after uh KZ got ejected last week so uh I don't think that that on paper matchup is necessarily as tough as as it looks and you know Hudson just when he's on the field I mean he's being targeted I think you said Browning's been targeting him over 30 percent of his routes and for the year uh Hudson's been targeted on over 25 percent of his routes which is uh a ton for any player much less a tight end so he's in there to catch footballs He'll probably catch four uh, or more. It's and if he gets a touchdown, he'll really set it off. So like him at uh, thirty six hundred. And they they've given up a touchdown to tight ends like each of the last four games or something. Um, oh, nice. They, yeah, I didn't even realize. Juan that. Alexander. Ever since he went down, uh, I oh, think that's when yeah. their tight end defense has taken a slip. So yeah, looking at their season long data, looks like a tough matchup. But recently, that's not the case. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, not only are they thin at safety, but they've been just got. Uh, shredded at linebacker too yeah. so yeah yeah that's right yeah uh, McBride got one in week 13 Henry got two in week 14 and then Mo Alley Cox got one gotta uh, love Mo Alley Cox <laughs> yep yep it's just the red zone guy never goes away it's just like go away bro I want to see I want to see at least like Mallory or Granson like somebody break out I don't want to see like, any no. of those guys I want Jelani Woods to return yeah well I, if Jelani Woods was here you know Mo Ali Cox would still be vulturing touchdowns <laughs> that's true so that's true <laughs> but yeah you're right the Colts have like four more facet like intriguing tight ends and just <laughs> Mo he just keeps uh keeps doing his thing pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely but when it comes to a great shave you don't have to shell out tons of cash Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. 
It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's jump to this Sunday night football slate. The Pats at the Denver Broncos in Mile High. Patriots are underdogs by six and a half. The total, another one of these low totals, 34 and a half. The Patriots have been one of the most unlucky teams. They're uh, 28th in our luck rankings, so fifth luckiest, uh, fifth unluckiest. And then the Broncos on the other end, they're, they're fifth uh, luckiest. So yeah. this is a pretty big uh, gap here. Uh, I think the Patriots can keep it closer and then maybe <laughs> the spread is letting on or. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, in luck rankings, we trust, right? I mean, like, it's never fun to bet on the Patriots, but maybe that's why. I mean, they've had some really rough turnovers, pick sixes all year. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those teams where, like, kind of Panthers last week. I didn't love it, but I went there. Uh, Haven't convinced myself on this yet, but what what do you think? Do you think they'll keep it close? Yeah, I mean, I haven't dug too deep into this one. I mean, my... Gut feel says probably. I mean, this Broncos team has been running really lucky in a variety of areas. Now it is, you know, they did just get blown out last week, so it's it's not exactly you know kind of bet buying low on them or, or selling yeah. high or anything. But um, yeah, you know, the Patriots with Zappy have looked more functional on offense. I mean, Mac Jones was just in his own head Ugh. for whatever for yeah. whatever reason. So um, yeah, I mean, six and a half is a lot of points um, for any for anybody. So yeah, I, I believe Pat's here as well. Uh, who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, I like Russell Wilson here just because there, there's not too many great options, honestly, uh, for this slate to go in the captain slot. So I, I like the quarterback here. You know, he's had modest passing production since the week nine bye. But uh, he's really just been tapping his rushing upside a lot more this season. And, you know, since they're by the the last six games, he's topped 30-plus rushing yards in three of those. Uh, And he has a rushing touchdown in three of the last four games. So we've been saying that if a quarterback can get a rushing touchdown, um, usually you're going to want them in the captain slot. So, you know, he'd get a rushing score here, maybe throw a touchdown to somebody. And in that scenario, uh, you'll probably want him in the captain slot. This is a game where, uh, yeah, the total's got to be really low. I I can't imagine too many touchdowns here. So this is a spot where, you know, I I like Wilson. He might tap in his rushing upside. And uh, I like going with him in the captain slot. Yeah, I mean, if he gets a rushing touchdown. Because, you know, if if it's a receiving touchdown, it's only going to Cortland Sutton anyway. So you can still put (laughs) Sutton in your your flex, have Wilson in the captain. If he gets, like, a rushing score, you're good. Yeah. I like uh, assuming Stevenson's out again. I'll, I'll go right back to Zeke Elliott. Um, you know, Stevenson has the ankle issue, so I don't. I don't know if we'll see him or not. It's early in the week, but uh, it sounded like a multi multi week injury. He's missed uh, two so far. Well, really, he's just missed one so far. Um, no, two, right? He missed. Yeah, he missed. He's missed two games. He missed the Thursday game. Yeah, he missed the Thursday game, and then he missed. Uh, he missed the Kansas oh, City game. Oh, because it was a short week. Right, right. Really so, like almost three games. He yeah. Got knocked out the first drive. Okay, so okay. Yeah, but if he's uh if he's out again, I like Zeke back here coming off the slow game. He still uh saw sixteen touches and still 
played almost every snap. Unfortunately, he did get vultured by Kevin Harris, but still 87% snap rate uh, against the Chiefs after a 91% snap rate against the Steelers. And he caught, even last week, he caught five balls. So especially on a site like um, DK, you know, even if he's having another inefficient rushing outing like he did uh, last week against the Chiefs, he could still make hay just catching the football. Uh, five, uh, five out of six targets caught last week, seven out of eight the week before. So uh, like Zeke here against a Bronco defense that has slipped to 32nd dead last in hmm. DVOA against the run. It's always fun to see who ends up there because, you know, the Broncos <laughs> were there for a while because they gave up that huge game to the Dolphins. But then you had the uh, the Panthers were super bad and kind of challenging yeah. for that spot. And uh, I think the, somebody, the Cardinals maybe were in that in that conversation. Cardinals were right there, yeah. Yeah, but uh, now Denver has re- reclaimed last place uh so you know this is a matchup to attack on the ground if stevenson plays i i would have some interest in him in that spot as well um just because i don't think they'd play him if if he wasn't a good a good to go but uh whoever's running the ball for the patriots uh give me them in the captain spot yeah and uh, hopefully trent brown returns this week right he he missed last week uh i don't know how yeah, long he's supposed to miss either way uh, yes, i think cold strange I think it was just uh, yeah was, you know so it's 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 gonna be ugly, but uh, like you said, there's there's just not a lot of options on this one, especially yeah. if you're trying to go a little bit against the grain with some Patriots instead of some instead yeah. of the Broncos. So uh, yeah, like Zeke or or Ramondre if he goes. But uh, what do you like for value? Uh, I'm gonna go Devonte Parker here. You know he's he's coming off a solid five catch, 44 yard game. In uh, this Pat's wide receiver room has been a mess all season. I'm sure you share the same sentiment that whenever I get to the Patriots, I just hate projecting the receivers is something different every week but you know demario douglas and Devonte parker when they're healthy they're going to be a top two wide receiver um obviously parker has a wider range of outcomes because he's more of the downfield threat but his production has ticked up ever since bailey zappy took over and this happened last year uh right so zappy had three starts last year in two of those games parker topped 60 yards um, which isn't a common thing for him. So I think that Parker might be a sneaky play whenever Zappy takes over for Mac Jones. So uh, I'm going to keep it rolling here with Devontae Parker as like a good mid-range option. Oh, yeah. I definitely bump up his uh, his target per route when uh, Zappy's in a lineup. Like I have it bumped up compared to his oh, nice. season average because yeah. there is an increase in just per yeah. route uh, target rate with uh, with Zappy compared to Jones. Who gets Parker. the biggest downgrade with Zappy compared to Mac Jones? Like that's a good question i don't i don't know because i mean no one's really no it's not like anyone stands out to begin with it's just like it's, it's just like parker goes from like a 13 percent target rate to like an 18 percent so it's like you know yeah. everyone's probably dropping like one percent maybe just jalen rager doesn't get any targets when zappy's uh, yeah, yeah i looked into that maybe just everybody gets an upgrade when zappy's under center yeah, i mean pretty much I mean, that's <laughs> i mean if you've yeah. seen mac jones play at all this year then yes yes everyone oh i've is, seen them play plenty good. yeah yeah <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, another guy that's gotten an upgrade with Zappy is uh, Hunter Henry with Zappy mm-hmm. this year, uh, 7.2 yards a target and a touchdown per target rate of 16% compared to Mac Jones, 6.7 yards a target and a 7% touchdown rate. So, uh, Henry's another guy I like in this mid range last two games, five catches, 53 yards and one and a half touchdowns on average. And your this Bronco D uh, 32nd against a run and 32nd against tight ends. Uh, in DVOA, so uh, like the matchup for uh, Henry as well. Uh, dark throws, you got y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, obviously, I'm going with Lucas Kroll <laughs> here. You know, he's been 
getting surprisingly some decent playing time recently. Um, you know, 50% routes run rate the past three. Last week, he leapfrogged Adam Troutman uh, with a 63% route participation rate. Only saw two two targets, but hold one in for 18 yards. I mean, he's just getting targets downfield. Uh, his dot is 17 and a half yards this year. So he might only need one, two catches even to really, you know, pay off here. Uh, we also need to monitor Greg Dulcich's status. I don't know what's going on with him. He was about to return and then like he hurt his foot. So yeah. I, I don't know what's up with him. But if, if he's held, if he plays, I'm going to consider him. But if he's held out again, it looks like Lucas Kroll, of all people, is going to be leading the Broncos tight end room. So that's the no, state this, of the Broncos. <laughs> this is Greg Dulcich. Like this is, for all intents and purposes, Greg Dulcich at this point. Mm. Like, Greg Dulcich, I think he got, he, he was like designated to return practiced and like i don't even think dulcich got through his first practice I, like i i think he got hurt in his yeah. first practice back uh, with so like I, a different injury right it wasn't yeah <laughs> yeah what the yeah. hell's going on with him that, that's such a bummer <laughs> uh, i don't even know who lucas kroll is but like i watch every <laughs> i watch every preseason game i before the draft i'm looking at every tight end and like i could not tell you where lucas kroll came from what he did what's going on there so that yeah i'm just baffled who the hell this guy is he's not a rookie right <laughs> nah he's i remember his name he's been i think he was on the saints yeah yeah sean payton uh guy or oh. well, that's not <laughs> he wasn't even a sean payton well he was on the saints last year i don't know if that maybe was... that's where i do kind of vaguely. yeah just one of those streamlined like take from the like you know little jonah humphrey and those guys yeah he was Callaway. On, and he went to like three different schools like he was on he, i think he ended at pitt he was, un, but he was, uh, he was, he was a Gator, and then he was at like some small school before that. So like, he's been jumping around. Yeah, he's, yes. he's. Uh, I keep waiting for the uh, Broncos to bring back Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Lewis. Remember him? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, different position. But uh, you know who? Um, this dude Dosich reminds me of another Bronco tight end, Jake Butt. They just couldn't stay healthy. Like always. Oh, don't, always yeah. Always like uh, like some hype around him, but just could not cannot stay healthy. Well, man. Dulcich actually had a good season. I don't think Jake, but nah, played he and didn't. he retired in like his second. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I think Dulcich, you know, knock on wood, next year he'll be healthy and you know they'll use him. But uh, yeah, it just seems like I don't think he's gonna make it back on the field this year. Hopefully, you know, we get surprised here, but not good. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lil Jordan. Humphrey, that's my oh, hard throw. Uh, you know, just yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't exactly agree with it, but he's been kind of overtaken Marvin Mims as the number three receiver as of late. Last four games, his route participation twenty four percent to forty percent to fifty six percent to sixty percent last game. At a sixty, I think he also filled in some for Judy, who uh, left hmm. the game momentarily. But either way, this guy's playing you know forty to sixty percent of the time these days. Uh, it's enough. It's, for a uh, dart throw here. And, you know, if Cortland Sutton doesn't get a touchdown, somebody has to. Uh, that's kind of the way yeah. I'm looking at it. The Patriots are kind of known for for making you go to your, your not your number one option. So if there's ever a week for some random dude like Lucas Crow or <laughs> little Jordan Humphrey to go off, uh, it would be it would be this one. So, yeah. Well, he, like he scored last week, right? I, did he? I, don't, I don't even. Did he? I think there was like a. Yeah, yeah, he scored. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lengthy review. Um, 
Trebby had over four and a half. I almost pulled the trigger. I, I was projecting his median at like 12 yards and his line was like four and a half. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was projecting for like one and a half. I think you were too. He's been getting out of playing time, but he scored a touchdown too. So yeah, yeah. Th- th- three catches for 16 and a touchdown. There you yeah. go. That's all you need. Uh, that is all you need. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got at least one catch in each of the last four games. Yeah. So uh, at least gives you a shot here. Uh, 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 all right. Let's, oh, so that's, yeah. So that's going to do it for the, this episode of the night shift for week 16. Now, remember we'll drop a a special Christmas bonus episode, breaking down all three of the Monday, uh, games, which are the chiefs, Raiders, Giants, Eagles, and then the Monday night game should be a good one. Uh, Baltimore, San Francisco could even be a Super Bowl preview. Who knows? So, uh, we'll break those down and, uh, be sure to check out the full list of luck rankings. Those are over at actionnetwork.com as are all of our NFL fantasy and betting content, fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget the action network discord link in the episode description. You can find Sean on X at the underscore odds maker. I'm at Chris Raybon and we're at those same handles on the free award winning action network app. Happy holidays. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.